You're listening to The Building Code, your guide for a better way to run your business. I'm Tom Houghton. I'm Paul Worth. And joining us recording via Zoom today is our in-house legal counsel uh, in charge of all matters legal, Nick Kanitsky. Hey guys, how's it going? It's good to be back. Great to have you back on for a little special edition. Both of you, we were just talking about this, both of your podcasts are special releases. I like that. You know, that makes me feel awfully important. Yeah. <laughs> we just have this, it's timely information. We want to get it out to our listeners as quickly as possible. So that's why we're kind of breaking our usual release cycle. We'll still keep releasing podcasts on Thursday. But of course, if we have some information that we think that is extremely beneficial uh, to our, our clients and to our listeners, we're going to get that out as soon as possible. So that's what we're doing here today. Excellent. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, you know, there's been plenty happening on the, the Paycheck Protection Program front, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to provide some more details to our listeners. Awesome. Let's just dive right in. So for those who haven't heard of the Paycheck Protection Program, or PPP, what is it? There you go. Yeah. So if you haven't had the chance already to go out and listen to our webisode that we did um, about a month and a half ago, a month ago or so uh, with Chris Anderson from Month End, I highly encourage you to do that. That's going to provide the basic details of the Paycheck Protection Program. Um, and we also dove into some of the nitty gritty uh, based on the, the information that we had available at the time. Uh, again, some of that's changed over the past few months, but to give you just the, you know, the 30,000 foot view, Paycheck Protection Program is part of the CARES Act, which was passed on March 27th. Uh, the first version of that gave $350 billion in small business loans. So typically this was part of the small businesses, small business associations, which you'll hear me mention that a whole bunch throughout the next 20 or 30 minutes, uh, their 7A loan program. Um, now the PPP simply expanded the eligibility, availability, and forgivability of those loans. Um, to give you a nice, easy uh, threshold on that, any business with less than 500 employees is gonna be eligible for one of these loans. And you know, as long as you take the right steps, you go through the correct process, it should be forgivable. Now, for the loan amount, it's gonna be 250% of your monthly payroll costs. Now, again, there's ways that you can go out and calculate that. Uh, we're not going to provide those details here today. Instead, we're really going to focus more on the updates to the program. So if you're curious for, for more of the initial details, some more background on the, on the law itself, I encourage you to go out and check out that webisode. Awesome. Yeah. And you can find that on our COVID-19 resources page, buildertrend.com slash COVID-19 dash resource. So buildertrend.com slash COVID-19 and then a dash resource. That's awesome that you had that right in front of you, Tom. Well, Appreciate it. I came prepared. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Awesome. So, uh, so updates. That's what we're talking about today. Updates to the Paycheck Protection Program. So where are we at with it? Yeah. So right now we are in the middle of what we're calling phase two of the program. So I mentioned that there was originally $350 billion committed to it. Now, uh, small businesses went through that in about 10 days. Um, we're going to focus a little bit about uh, or a little bit on the like political rhetoric on how quickly those were exhausted here in a little bit. But Congress came back, they refunded it $320 billion in the second round. Uh, and so right now, and we're recording this uh, on what, May 6th. So uh, we're about $180 billion into the program right now. So still some money out there. Uh, still some things you can do. Uh, fortunately, you know, just give a little recap on phase one and some of the reporting that we've seen. Uh, it was massively 
uh, impactful for the construction industry. Uh, construction actually led in the number of loans received during phase one, which is a really great sign that the industry was able to go out, get loans, and help with liquidity during really uncertain time. Uh, so we're continuing to see it guidance from the SBA, the Treasury. Uh, even just yesterday, they came out and said, you know, we're going to be seeing more, particularly ahead of May 14th, which this podcast should be released ahead of that. So uh, continue to keep an eye out there. I know there's plenty of uh, news articles, but hopefully we'll be able to, to answer some of the basic questions here. Nick, do you know, and I'm not sure if you do, how did they come to the original $350 billion number and then subsequently the, the next round, the $320 billion? I mean, there had been some sort of math behind that, right, as it relates to how many small businesses and how they qualify. Is there any info there? Yeah, you know, I don't know how they came out of those numbers, came up with those numbers. I'm surely, you know, my impression is that they just kind of pulled them out of a hat, especially given how quickly they exhausted the first round. Uh, and, you know, it sounds like there might even be a third round. Um, that's kind of the rumors, that, or those are the rumors that I'm hearing. Haven't really seen anything concrete there. But uh, in terms of how they're counting, calculating these numbers, I have no idea. Uh, you know, I think they were desperate to get something passed in a hurry, get money out the door, start helping small businesses. And once they realized that round one was gone, we got to round two. And if round two is, again, quickly exhausted, we'll get to round three. So uh, no firm way, at least that I know of, that they're coming up with these calculations. So round two, just to be specific, if you got into round one, you don't you don't get into round two. That round one covers you for like eight weeks, right? And then if there is a another some sort of plan after that, then you'd qualify for that. Well, so in terms of the Paycheck Protection Program, you can only dip into it once. So uh, one shot at the the well here. Uh, if you got in round one, you're not going to be able to get in round two. Unlikely that you're going to be able to get in round three and so on and so forth down the line. You know, if, uh, if you've already got a loan in hand, uh, you should be worried about what you're supposed to be doing for forgiveness. Um, but, you know, I think we're going to touch on that a little bit later as well. Yeah. The last thing I was going to say, ask about this is, you know, a lot of our, our construction businesses also have a real estate arm, a development, you know, they have multiple businesses. Was there any guidance on being able to, you know, bundle those up into one or did they have to do that individually? So there's some affiliation rules and it kind of depends on how your business is structured. Unfortunately, I don't have a lot of those details right in front of me. So I would highly encourage anybody that has multiple businesses to go out, see if you'd be eligible to you know, quote unquote, double dip, so to speak. Uh, but ultimately, it's going to come back to, you know, if the same people are owning both businesses, they should be able to roll it all up into one. Uh, right. But, you know, it kind of just depends on how the, those are structured. Makes sense. So just to recap, you, Nick, in your professional opinion, do you think phase two, you said you think phase two is probably going to run out here pretty soon. Yeah. So uh, I know you mentioned that this podcast is due to air next Tuesday. So that's about a week from the day. Uh, I would expect that we're going to be right around that exhaustion point when this podcast drops. Um, you know, it's it's impossible to, to go out and project that. But given the burn rate of where we're at right now, uh, I would say, you know, we're probably looking about a week or so away, uh, maybe 10 days, maybe the end of next week. So if you're hearing this for the first time, you haven't gone out and... Uh, applied for one of those loans, highly encourage you to do that ASAP, uh, just to see if you can get in there and uh, hopefully get some funding into your business. Is it, are those the most numbers publicly available, like on the SBA Small Business Association website? Yeah, so every, couple, 
every couple of days, the SBA comes out with like a new report on where they stand. So they came out with one yesterday, which had them at, and again, that would have been May 5th, had them at uh, about 180 billion of the 320 of phase two already committed. So uh, certainly we're seeing the rates slow down as businesses are able to get in, they're able to get loans. And like I said, you're only able to get one shot. So uh, uh, hopefully there's still gonna be some money available but uh, yeah, the SBA is coming out with numbers every couple of days. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes. So if you go to, if you can remember that, that, that website, just go to builders.com slash podcast. That's where our show notes are hosted and you'll see a link to the SBA website there. So let's say, Nick, you know, I, I want to apply. How does the timing of this all work? Can I get funding as soon as I apply? What's that look like? Yeah, so that's been one of the complaints that we've actually heard about the program. Um, people are going in thinking, yeah, I'm going to be able to get money the next day. Then they find out from their lender, no, it's going to take a few days. And they end up pulling the application altogether. Now, there's obviously quite a bit of bureaucracy surrounding this. I'm not going to say it's a quick application process, but compared to a typical loan, this is moving as quick as any. Um, you're you know, about a week to 10 days from the date of application until the date of loan disbursement. So uh, if you're able to get by for those seven to 10 days, you know, fully go in expecting that, and uh, you should have money in your pocket pretty quick. And like I said, especially relative to, uh, to the typical loan process. Nice. So uh, as far as the application goes, like, you know, how, how do I know if this actually applies even to me? Yeah, so we keep on seeing this like economic necessity question come up. Uh, it's been kind of the the main talking point for all of the politicians out in D.C. And, uh, you know, depending on which side you fall uh, is going to be what you're really hearing. And we've seen Secretary Mnuchin, who's the, the Treasury Secretary, um, quite a bit of political posturing saying that certain businesses were ineligible and saying that they weren't able to actually certify economic necessity. And this is just a one line thing on the application. You know, it's essentially saying uh, you feel that economic conditions have put you in a place that you need this money. Now, uh, that's extraordinarily subjective. And we haven't really seen any specific guidance on this. You know, the SBA, the Treasury, like I said, keep on coming out with these little uh, quips uh, to use uh, uh, informal term saying, you know, political, political uh, motivations are steering the conversation one way or the other. And, you know, we're hearing some of these rumors that you can't apply if you have a line of credit elsewhere and some things like that. And that simply isn't true. Uh, it's all going to be a case by case determination, but keep in mind that so much of that rhetoric coming out of Washington is targeting these large public corporations. You know, we've heard about the Los Angeles Lakers receiving a loan and uh, Shake Shack, and they've since given back their money. Um, but, you know, we're seeing some of these bad actors and that's who they're really focusing on. So for our listeners, what I want you to do is, you know, look at your balance sheet. We have some great cash flow resources on that COVID-19 resources page that you've discussed. And if you feel like there's some economic restraints on your business of any kind, you should feel confident in certifying the economic necessity on the application. Um, and your lender should be fully understanding of that as well. Awesome. So let's, let's move on to like, I guess the second phase, let's say somebody's applied, they've gotten money now, now what, now what do they do? Yeah. And so that, that's really the focus at this point. You know, if you haven't already applied, obviously I highly encourage you to do so, but I hope so many of our listeners there have already gone out, spoken to their lender. They've got the money in hand. 
big focus should be on forgiveness. You know, how do we convert that loan to a grant and you don't need to worry about paying it back. And obviously like even the basic loan terms are pretty conducive as it is, but if you don't have to pay back the money, why would you? Um, so right now you should be taking all the right steps. And what are those? Uh, first and foremost, document what you've been doing, where, you know, what was your calculation for the money on the front end? You know, the, the 250% of the monthly payroll costs, track that stuff, track what you gave over to your lender and then go and spend on the right things. Um, you know, that includes the money supposed to be for payroll, uh, rent, utility payments, uh, any mortgage interest, things like that. Make sure you're putting the exact amount that you have, that you received towards those things. And if you're doing that, and if you're, uh, again, documenting those things and then handing them over to your lender at the end of your eight week period, you should have no trouble getting, uh, getting forgiveness. And, like I said, you know, going back, quite a bit of political uh, posturing happening. Just don't get overwhelmed by that. You know, as long as you're doing the right things, you should be good to go. You shouldn't have any real concerns, and uh, hopefully, this thing will convert from a loan to a grant, and, and you're off and running. So, let's talk taxes. Um, I, I saw something come out this week. The IRS did did make a statement about payroll tax. I'm sure a few people saw that headline. Maybe don't understand that fully. What what did that mean? Yeah, so that was kind of bizarre. Uh, and did we expect that? Not necessarily. Uh, it was. We were certainly blindsided by it. There was no real, uh, you know, messaging surrounding it until we saw the IRS drop their notice. Um, essentially, what they came out and said is that payroll expenses will not be deductible if you then seek PPP forgiveness. So this means that you know the proceeds that you received are essentially going to be taxed. So you can, you know, to try and quantify that a little bit. You can take your marginal tax rate, lop off that portion of your PPP proceeds, and then expect that to go back to the federal government come tax time. So um, I'm not going to say, you know, it isn't nearly as sweet as what it could have been uh, a couple weeks ago before this came out. Obviously, it's still uh, money in your pocket. But uh, yeah, they're certainly reducing the the direct impact since you're, you're going to have to pay taxes on it. Those uh, you know, expenses that are typically deductible uh, come, you know, next March, next April, simply aren't going to be. Uh, so you're going to have to pay for it in some way. That seems really strange that they they would come out with that after the entire round one has been di- distributed. People may have already spent the entire amount. Yeah. And that's been kind of the, the big theme throughout the past, I don't know, eight, nine weeks since they originally announced this is like, all right, so the initial bill was just so ambiguous and we expected there to be some guidance around it, but we didn't expect it to be um, this muddied by, uh, you know, typical congressional politics and uh, just, you know, outside rhetoric as much as it has been. Uh, We were hoping that it was going to be a little bit more straightforward, but uh, this is just kind of the reality we face when they're trying to get assistant needed assistance out to small businesses as quickly as possible. Um, ultimately, the law isn't going to be perfect, and that's what we're seeing now. I think I think what everybody wants to know is who do we blame this on? Give me one political. Who? Where were you there writing this bill? <laughs> just give me one person. I don't care which side it is. Just give me one, and I'll. I think you'll start sending some emails. Lay, lay the blame at that person's doorstep. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, uh, Paul will give his. Uh, we'll throw out some names there along with the uh, the podcast details later today. Yeah, you can yeah, check, check the, the show notes. notes. Yeah, exactly. Good work. 
Uh, so let's let's keep it positive. Let's talk about forgiveness of this. How, how do we move to the forgiveness phase of this? What does that look like? Yeah. So like I said, you know, the goal is, is ultimately that forgiveness. How do we convert it from a, a loan to a, a grant? Uh, so if you remember from our webisode that we did, uh, we talked about this covered period, which is the eight weeks from when you received your loan amount until, well, you literally count out eight weeks and that's the close of your covered period. Uh, so that's going to be when you're eligible to seek forgiveness. Um, so if I received my loan on April 15th, we're going to go out and it's right around June 14th is when we're going to be able to apply for forgiveness. Now, uh, your bank's going to be able to seek reimbursement from the federal government earlier than that. Uh, I think the law said right around week seven, they're able to, to you know, get the money back from the federal government that's already been committed. Don't worry, your, your spot's already in line. But either way, uh, be prepared with your documentation somewhere around week seven. And, uh, you know, like I say, as long as you've been doing the right things, we're probably going to look into, we'll probably be looking at some kind of bureaucratic nightmare on the back end with timing and as everybody tries to do this all at once. But still, uh, you know, you shouldn't have any problem getting forgiveness at the end of the day. And they're pretty much required to make a determination on that within 60 days of you applying for forgiveness. Uh, so you should know pretty quick whether or not you're going to have to pay back that loan or not. Well, so, I mean, we've obviously covered a ton. What does what the future of all of this look like? Yeah. So like I said, you know, we're going to continue to see guidance. We're going to continue to see more posturing from the SBA, from the from the treasury. Uh, over the last week or so, we've also uh, started to hear some murmurs out of DC from the Department of Justice and congressional investigative bodies that are saying, you know, given the bad actors that have been involved early, um, they're sure that the program's ripe with fraud in some capacity, just because when you throw out $700 billion, uh, somebody's going to come trying to uh, dip into that well that shouldn't be. Now, uh, our listeners, I don't believe, should have any issues. Our client base is exactly who this program was designed for. Small businesses, Main Street, mom and pop, a lot of them, you know, it, it, we really are the sweet spot. And that's why we saw so much success on, a, on the phase one with the construction industry, because I think lenders see that. And obviously, uh, uh, our clients have great relationships with their lenders. This is a, a heavy um, equity driven industry. And so typically you're going to have small business loans and uh, access to small lenders through the mortgage process and things like that. Um, so we hopefully aren't going to have much issue for the construction industry. Now, again, third time, fourth time, however many times I've said this up to this point, I want to stress do the right things, spend the, the money the right way. You should have no issues whatsoever. Again, there might be some timing things, but either way, you shouldn't be worried about whatever the Department of Justice is saying or the SBA or the Treasury. It should be pretty straightforward. We're getting from point A to point B, get this thing forgiven and, and off we go. Um, regardless, sure, we can expect some more over the next couple of weeks. Nick, you brought up a point about banks and maybe I just want to end on this as, as informational. Um, I heard from multiple sources, and, and this is anecdotal, but that, that a lot of the smaller community banks were were really good at stepping up, quickly getting the application through and getting the money to the to the small businesses. Um, have you has there been any reports that the larger banks were just a little slower to do that? And I guess the the main question would be if you still haven't, you know, gotten your your loan. Many construction companies, they deal with multiple banks, some some large regional and then some community. You know, do you have some advice for them on, on where maybe go to first? 
Yeah, and if you have a relationship with a small community bank, certainly start there. Um, you know, because if you have a personal uh, rapport with that lender and, and they know your business just like you know who they are, um, start there. You know, make it easy on yourself. Don't make it. it don't file more paperwork than what you absolutely have to do. Um, you know, early on, we saw saw some issues with some of the larger banks and got to be careful what I say here, but uh, where they potentially weren't going about this the right way with a first come first serve uh, approach. Instead, they were seeking out what their largest loan amounts were going to be and filling those first before they were worried about some of their smaller applicants. Um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, fortunately, you know, I think that's just like a reality of the banking industry. Now, uh, you know, you say that and phase two included an additional uh, part of that $320 billion of phase two was spe specifically earmarked for your small community lenders to ensure that your small main street mom and pop businesses are able to access these through their community bank. And, uh, you know, like in the Midwest here, we had, we saw massive success uh, with the community banks. And I think that's really, it goes to that relationship side. Um, being able to say like, look, I know what your business is. Uh, we know you're eligible. Let's get you in. Let's get you in line. Let's get you filled and, and off you go. Um, you know, and there's also an incentive for the community banks to do this more so than there is the larger banks. You know, there's uh, uh, there's fees associated with this, which don't come out of your pocket if you're applying. They're, they're coming out of the federal government's uh, coffers, which, you know, I guess in a roundabout way, those are coming out of your pocket, but in a more watered down fashion. Uh, either way, um, federal government's incentivizing banks to, to fill these loans and, and allow small businesses to apply for them at, a, at an efficient rate. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's a great wrap up point of just saying like relationships are key right now and who who's in your corner fighting for you and obviously those small community banks are uh, a great resource and we are too here at Builder Trend you know like we're here for you right now uh, if you've got questions or about how to use the software better how to better uh, integrate into your business that's what we're here for to make sure you guys are set up for the most success possible. Yeah, Nick. And, and as you know, as your personal counsel, just based on your statement there against Big Bank, uh, if you have an account there, Nick, personally, maybe you should just go double check, transfer that to a smaller bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, don't, you don't want to mess with <laughs> Big Bank, that lobby. You're, you're in trouble now, pal. Hey, but you know what? Uh, like you said, it is what it is. Um, you're a true speaker. That's fine. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. I don't know why we were surprised. Either way, we don't get it, need to get into conspiracy theories. <laughs> sure, sure. It's in the past now. All yeah. you can do is just move forward from it. So We'll let those lawsuits play out in court. Exactly. There you there you go. Go. We'll leave it up to those guys. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nick, for coming on the podcast today and just sharing your knowledge about all of this that's going on in this crazy time. Of course, we appreciate it. Uh, we hope you do as well to all of our listeners out there. We're, we're wishing the best for all of your businesses. And if there's anything we can do to help, please don't hesitate to reach out to your BuilderTron coach uh, or just to us at podcast.buildertron.com. We're here for you. So. Yeah, absolutely. If you have like, you know, as much as I can't provide legal advice on an individual basis, if you have a general question, I'm sure there's somebody else out there who has that same question. And we keep writing blog posts. We're continuing to update people on, on where not only the Paycheck Protection Program stands, but uh, the federal stimulus packages as a whole. So if you have a question, I'm sure somebody else shares that. Hopefully we can get an answer out to you. Uh, so keep an eye there. Awesome. Thanks so much, Nick. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dick. Love what you heard? Don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast so you can hear from more guests that will benefit your business. 
Also, please check out our show notes page for more information on what we discussed on this episode. You can find it at buildertrend.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Building Code. Appreciate you.